Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 1, entitled Days Gone By. Uh, before we get into the actual recap of the episode, we want to tell you, uh, people who might be joining us for the first time, uh, you might be thinking, what? First time? It's the first episode. Uh, we've actually recorded an entire season of this. We started with Season 2. 2.1. Uh, 2.1, because there will inevitably be a 2.5. Uh, but we started then, and now we are coming back to review the episodes from season one. We're going to try not to get spoilery, is my understanding. Yeah, so like we're just like we do every week with our you know normally normal broadcast. Yeah. Uh, before we talk spoilers, we will play a lengthy musical interlude at the end of the cast. So yeah. if you hear the recap and our views, and that's enough for you, you don't want to hear spoilers, shut it off when you hear the music. If you want to hear insights on season one that we glean from all of season one and season 2.0 or 2.1 and the comic and the comic yeah. then stay after spoilers definitely uh the other thing is we usually read a lot of listener feedback on our shows mm-hmm. um you might think that we don't do that a lot uh <laughs> but with episode season one we're just basically recording back to back to back to back just to bang it yeah. out to get it in in our little off season we got here so we might I'm not sure how much feedback we're going to get and how much we're actually going to use because it, by the yeah. time we get it, we might have already blown through. And we'll be in four season or four episodes deep into the season. Yeah, and, yeah. So we'll see. We're not, not sure how it works out. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and get right into the recap. Then we'll try to keep this one kind of short. Um, so it starts out with Rick pulling up to the gas station and trying to get gas, uh, and he takes a look around. And I got to say, Rick's looking exceptionally well. In this episode. He is. He looks well fed. Like, I don't think it's spoilery to say that he doesn't look so good later on. Yeah. Like, I can really tell a difference between the two Ricks. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, spoiler right off the bat. Awesome. The big question here, and this pays off, you know, it's, it's, it's a question that kind of I wonder throughout the series is, why aren't all these body zombies? What is yeah. the, you know, why are some people raised from the dead and why not? That's kind of a mystery that uh, you know is, is explored throughout the TV series and the comics. But I just want to mm-hmm. notice that we see a shitload of people apparently dead of natural causes. They don't appear to be bitten. They don't appear to be in any kind of blunt force trauma. They're just chilling out dead in the car. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they haven't, to my knowledge, explained that at no. all. And so, I, I want to say more, but I just realize we're not spoiling. Yeah, we're not <laughs> spoiling. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what the, the origin of that, like the zombie virus or fungal infection whatever it is mm-hmm. i don't know where it comes from um so we go and he kills a zombie and the next scene they're uh Wait. shane it's a flashback yeah but let's just say that undead children are creepy oh yeah yeah and the creepiest that's one way because we, we talked about this at the end of our season 2.1 cast mm-hmm. we we're talking about ways they can make zombies creepier yeah more zombie children. Throw a couple zombie babies in there. I will shut the TV off and have to leave the room and recruit, regroup. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The only other one who was scarier, and we'll get to this in a minute, is maybe Morgan's wife. She's pretty freaking creepy. Um, but okay, so we go on to the next scene, and Shane and Rick are in their car. Uh, this is back before anything horrible happened, and they're talking. Uh, I noticed that for some reason Shane dips a french fry into Rick's hamburger ketchup. Uh-huh. Like the ketchup already. Is this weird to you? This is weird to me. Mm. <laughs> it's the South, man. Yeah, ketchup is a free for all in the South, I even if it's so. on your burger. Yeah, <laughs> man. Okay. Uh, well, then a moot point, I guess. 
but I, I really like Shane in this. He's like, I, I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying, but the way he's saying it, he just seems like a really cool, relaxed guy, you know? Right. I mean, I, for one, agree with the premise of his arguments here. <laughs> Do you? Largely, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it seems to be, I'm sure there's women that go fall around their men why the fuck are they doing I'm sure there oh, yeah. are, but I just think that statistically speaking, if hmm. you're going to bet money out of a couple, which one's a light flipper honor and which one's a light flipper offer? Just like if you'd bet money, I have I'm no sure, data. I'm sure there's ladies that leave all the lids raised up too. <laughs> you think so? They yeah. do the hover squat. <laughs> I'm just saying, statistically speaking, it's unlikely. Why would you do that if you don't need to? <laughs> I mean, all right. Why leave on lights, Jim? That's, That's a good question. So then, the next scene is a shootout. Where uh, they encounter two, what they think are two dudes. Then, of course, the third one pops out and uh, shoots Rick. I thought this was really, like, exceptionally well done when Rick got shot. Because Mm -hmm. I I didn't see it coming. It was like, okay, he got shot once, but in the vest, of course, because he can't die. Right. But then another guy pops out and nails him. That shocked me. And then I thought it was powerful the way Shane reacted uh, like, oh, shit, my partner is down. Yeah, right. Like, I need to get this guy help. Yeah, they really did a solid job here. I thought so. Competent direction. Who directed this episode? You, why you keep talking, I'm going to look uh, I did, actually. And so thanks for the compliments. I, <laughs> I enjoy those. Uh, next scene. This was a quick little shot of Shane dropping off flowers, which is very important because then we see uh, Rick wakes up and he looks over at the flowers and the flowers are dead. And, and not just wilted i mean dead yeah they're dust evaporated yeah so oh guess, how long do you think it's been uh written and directed by frank darabont by the way oh good job um i will say that it has to be at least a week yeah but that's hard to believe because isn't don't you die after three or four days and I, maybe if you're laying there in a borderline coma not and obviously mm-hmm. you probably had an IV bag at some point. And the it, other thing is, are you assuming that Shane dropped off the flowers and shit instantly went down no. and nobody's been tending to him for that entire time? Okay. So because I'm saying like three, four days so it's of a, the flowers being alive. Gotcha. Then everything goes down and then two days. So out of the week that it elapsed between the vase, probably yeah. two or three days until shit went down. Mm-hmm. Um, because if the dead were roaming the earth, I don't think Shane would be visiting his partner and bringing flowers. Yeah, if the news was saying don't leave your homes. <laughs> so maybe it's only been three, two, three, four days. That's what I think, yeah. And he did, I mean, Rick did look freaking dehydrated and amazing. Yeah. So it's not like, I, I, you know, I, I believe he's a couple quarts low. Yeah, that transition from from that young, healthy-looking Rick to the to the unshaven and dehydrated one is sharp. Yeah. Uh, so then he walks kind of down the hall, uh, gets out of bed and, uh, man, this is creepy. He sees that girl in the hallway who's been eaten, yeah. basically eaten in half stripped bare. I mean, all as much of the flesh as they could eat, they ate. It was crazy. Um, but I was wondering this, this entire time when Rick's like laying in bed and as he gets out, has he gone to the bathroom in those multiple days that we were talking about? Um, like, I would assume his pants would just be full of waste. <laughs> My impression is if you're on a liquid diet that you your bowels stop making poo after a few after <laughs> sev- after a day or a week or so of that. If he's been a coma yeah. for like a couple weeks, I buy it. Now, 
I get, and then he'd probably have a catheter that at some uh, point yeah. he, they didn't show it on camera because who yep. wants to see a plastic tube being ripped from a man's dick? But Oof. it makes sense he probably had a catheter, so I think he'd be good to go. Okay, catheter's bulging. Just a, yeah, full catheter bag. Oh shit, man! Hmm? I was just thinking like, what happens? What if that catheter bag had gotten full and things that got mm. backed up? Bladder infection. I was just reading. <laughs> I guess that's one of the ways that uh, I think Gaddafi tortured political prisoners. Now that he's been overthrown. Oh, horrifying! Super, super glued their penis shut. <laughs> wow! All right, thank you, Reddit. <laughs> Moving on. I know that. <laughs> I know that's a thing. Uh, well, so, what do you think about the stairwell scene? Uh, this is, I think, there's two creepy scenes in this show, mm-hmm. and this is one of the. Neck and neck for which is creepier. Yeah. Because um, it just was – for one thing, in the comic, he gets attacked in the stairwell. Oh, that's right. So he's yeah. creeping down with this little match, and and, and he's kind of like acting like maybe he smells something funny mm-hmm. at first. I think it's just because he it was the dust in the air and just him being a weakling at this point. But as he's walking down, I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to get jumped. Yeah, and then when the light and the match burn out again, I'm like, oh my god! When it <laughs> lights back up, there's going to be zombie over shoulder. <laughs> and then it went out again. I'm like, okay, for God's sake, surely it will. Yeah. Um, and then when he stepped out into the light and it like whited out and you couldn't see, I kept on thinking, and I think the show was really smart right up front to be like, mm-hmm. okay, here's a classic horror trope. Yeah, you think you know what's going to happen, especially if you've read the comic. Mm-hmm. We're going to invert that so that they keep mixing that up. It seems like they frame stuff like it's a horror movie, and then they and it pays off, and then sometimes it doesn't. So yeah. it kind of keeps you – it ratchets up the tension because you just never know. Yeah, definitely. I like how they do that. Um, so then Rick goes outside, and I've got to say this shot where he gets outside is one of my favorite of the entire episode because um, they he comes down the stairs, and he we see the first body. It like pans down. We see one. It starts panning over. We see two. We see there are a couple rows, mm-hmm. and it progressively shows us more and more. And then the zoom out where there's just a field of bodies. The whole courtyard of the hospital is and, covered. And several flatbed trucks yes, loaded up. full with multiple layers of them. Ah, uh, horrifying. It's like if you're out Rick. Of, yes. You have no idea what's happening right now. Like you went to sleep in the United States of America, and you uh-huh. woke up in a concent- in a abandoned concentration camp in Nazi Germany. <laughs> with wolves. Yeah. <laughs> like things eating people. Right. Which we mentioned, did we talk about, like, what would you think? Because in this universe, Mm -hmm. if you don't know, they've made explicit that there is no such thing as zombies. Yeah. Like, that whole fiction doesn't exist, the concept of the dead arising. Mm -hmm. So if you're in that kind of universe, and even if you're in this one, you walk up to cafeteria doors that say, uh, dead Dead inside, inside. don't open. What is your reaction? Uh, I would assume from that message that there were dead bodies stacked inside the thing and, right, and they just didn't want you to get like infected or yeah. yeah that's what i would assume because there's a lot of fanboys just like as soon as the shit went down i'd have you know like they'd instantly know what to do but well, i like how <laughs> yeah i mean be like if if in our universe you woke up in a hospital and there's doors chained shut and it said wolves inside don't open yeah, and like there's werewolves in these universe. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be thinking, oh, there's a bunch of fucking werewolves in that cafeteria. Exactly. You'd think just what the sign says. There's 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 wolves. Yeah, and weird, they did, but okay. I better not open the door. They did something really cool by having Rick be hurt at the beginning. So not only 
is he gets a disadvantage because he doesn't know what's going on, but he's also he's on the death's door. Ultimate vulnerability. It, absolutely. And naked, practically. In a no hospital clothes. gown, you feel the most vulnerable in. I'd exactly. rather walk down... I'd rather walk down a hospital corridor naked <laughs> than in the than gown with a gown with my ass hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I did notice also going back to that shot is they were all shot in the head too. Did like you? all, yeah, all of the body bags had like red blood stains on the head. Uh, I didn't see. I was, was looking for that. and I didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah, it was creepy. So that kind of adds to it. Uh, and then talk about even creepier. Rick gets out of the hospital area, and then he goes to uh, the park, I guess, he's walking through. Uh-huh. I don't know. And he sees Bicycle Girl. Right. Oof. Bicycle Girl is creepy. Well, she's extremely well done. I mean, it oh, doesn't yeah. seem like it's possible that she's a practical effect. Yeah. And than, you want to talk about why that is? Because I guess people wouldn't know that yet. Um, so I guess this mo- the, the actress they got is, like, emaciated in real life. Yeah. Like, she's very skinny. Mm-hmm. And they do that so that they can build up your facial prosthetics. Like if you have hollow, naturally hollowed in cheeks and, you know, skinny around arms, they can build up that and make like realistic wounds and peeled off yeah. flesh and not look like, you know, like if they did that on my head, mm. my head would look like a fucking watermelon because I've got an <laughs> yeah, enormous yeah. fleshy head anyway. Uh-huh. You had prosthetics on top of it. It's just <laughs> a horror show. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. you can see exactly yeah, yeah. what that looks like. I posted a picture of me wearing a Terminator prosthetic. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. On the Facebook uh, page. So Sweet. Um, if you want to check that out, facebook.com slash bald move. Uh, but anyway, that's <laughs> right. the kind of like in the effects that Nick uh, – or no, Frank Nicotero. Greg Nicotero. Greg Nicotero. Yeah. I, I, I like to call him Frank. It's a nickname. <laughs> yeah. You guys are on – It's like I call you Jim. You guys are on a third name basis. Uh <laughs> Uh, I guess that's, basis. he, he kind of preferentially gets people that are thinner and that's something mm-hmm. we've talked about. Like where are all the fat zombies at? Yeah. I guess it's harder to make them up to look like zombies. Apparently so. So awesome. Plus they're the first to be eaten. Who are the first? Oh, the fat zombies. The fat, the fat yeah, people yeah. in general. Like the zombies don't just like, you know, it's just like, oh, gristle. Ah. They're like, <laughs> oh, this is a nicely marbled piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has got good, some flavor to good it. Good to the bone. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, so then Rick makes it back to his house. This was interesting to me because his reaction there where he just – he breaks down. He's like – he can't even comprehend what he's seeing. He thinks he's in a dream. Like that to me is the first stage of the realization that he's undertaking in this episode. Yeah. I like how you notice that he rode the bike to his house British style. <laughs> Hey, all I'm saying is the seat was up a little high. It's like it's totally Mary right, the Poppins. handlebars. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Except for I don't think he's English. No, he's not. Well, Andrew Lincoln ain't American. That's so true. That's busted. true. Uh, anyway, it makes sense. Yep, it's what happens? It's what happens when you fake a culture. <laughs> you get poor you bike a, riding. <laughs> you ride a bike like that. Oh man. Um, all right. Did you have anything to say about that scene? Uh, no, just the scene where, um, you know, you see Dwayne sneak oh, yeah. up behind uh, Rick here is another excellent example of how they invert horror tropes. Because usually yeah. if a character sees a threat in his, you know. Or doesn't see. Doesn't see yeah. a threat. And then you see a dark shape loom up behind him. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's the zombie. In this case, it's a... You know, it's a shovel to the face. It's a twelve-year-old boy with a shovel to the face. <laughs> yeah, and so I, it's still a threat. I, I felt like this was the first time that Dwayne had 
attack the zombie. Because yeah. like, Dad, I got him! Yeah. He, he's like, seems overly excited about it. Right, right. So it's just kind of funny that that's his first attack, and then Rick's the guy they attack. Right. Um, I, I was also wondering why Morgan and his kid were separated. Like, Morgan came from the woods on the other side of the road. Yeah, don't think too hard about that. No, turn your brain too. off a little bit more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it won't hurt so bad when I get hit in the face with a shovel. Yeah, yeah make your brain go limp. You don't get a concussion. Uh, so Rick passes out before, and, and Morgan didn't keep his promise that he was going to kill him. No. If he didn't tell him uh, what kind of wound that was. No. It would have been a short-ass series if he had a... (laughs) It would have been. So Rick passes out. They take him inside. And when he wakes up, Morgan interrogates him, basically. Right. Uh, He's asking him about the wound. He's asking him, like, where he came from, what happened, all that stuff. And this just kind of shows you, because, you know, Morgan several times alludes to things getting crazy. And so did, Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen some of the other survivors talk about how crazy things got out there. Uh, for a guy who seems as even keeled and kind of cool as Morgan mm-hmm. to uh, tie a man to a bed, and then after he's earned your trust enough that you're going to let him go, <laughs> you give him. him a long monologue about how sharp his fucking knife is <laughs> and how you're going to stick it in you. I mean, God, yeah. you really have to be careful about not just zombies, but your fellow survivors in this world. That and I thought it showed on Morgan's part, because he is such a normal, nice guy most of the time. It showed the side of him that had to come out yeah. when this started. Yeah. He, he had to turn into that guy. Otherwise, he was dead and his kid was dead. Right. And he saw what happened to his wife. So I, I loved that scene. I thought yes. it was really good. Uh, so then there are a couple more scenes where Morgan basically explains to Rick what's going on. Where and to the viewer. It's the data dump. It, it, absolutely, yeah. But it was an effective one because Rick needed to learn this yep. stuff too. And I feel like if he didn't just shut up – because at first he was like trying to go into sheriff mode – and that didn't work for him because he he needs to know what's going on, otherwise he's dead. Right. So I thought that was pretty effective. Ah, I forget what else happens here. Oh, the car alarm goes off mm-hmm. when they're talking. Um, and Morgan's wife shows up, like we were saying. I thought it, when she was up by the door, the effect that they put on her eyes made it ultra creepy. Like her orbital bones had sunk in. And, and her pupils, too. Her whole eyes were black. If you're Rick, could you, even with the door barricaded, could you look that zombie right <laughs> in the eye through the peephole? No. Without flinching? Honestly, no. And when it started turning the door handle, that's yep. not cool. <laughs> not that cool is at all. A, that's one of the, the other signature creepy-ass scene. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> This is the first time, because now this is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen this episode. Yeah. I think this and the little girl at the beginning, it kind of touches on an essential sadness to these zombies in this universe. Um, hmm. Because everyone is endlessly debating about, are these people really alive, or blah, or are they all gone? Or, but they have flashes of humanity. Yeah. Which makes you think that maybe there is somewhere deep down at least a ghost of what the person wants. Like this little girl wants to pick up a, a teddy bear. Yeah. And the ex and the wife wants to get back into the home where she last was with her family. Mm-hmm. That makes it even re- weirder and sadder to me. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the things that has come over to this from uh, George Romero's original series. Yeah. Uh, those first three. Yeah. You've got very human-like behaviors from some zombies so that that's kind of from his universe i'm glad they took that piece because it's I, I think a vital piece do you think that that's you know do you think that that's something that uh is more instinctual or just a snaps misfiring or do you think that shows some kind of low level 
awareness. Uh, to me, it seems. Uh, I think Romero takes it to the point of there's an awareness. There, mm-hmm. there's almost a conscious a consciousness there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that's there in this one yet. Hmm. So maybe they get there eventually. I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, I just thought that that was. I thought is you know this and the 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 resolution of the bicycle girl plot is mm-hmm. you know very and especially morgan's emotion dealing with his wife i mean it's just very sad this all this thing yeah. about like like rick says i'm sorry this happened to you mm-hmm. you could say that about any one of the zombies you meet sure sure anyway um so then they leave the house uh and you get the uh town drunk zombie out front <laughs> leaning up against the fence post right uh and rick learns how to kill a zombie the baseball bat yeah that's 101 <laughs> that's you got to learn to walk before you can run interestingly enough they're very in this episode careful about getting bodily fluids on them like yeah he was going out there in a splat in a splatter helmet and gloves and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and beat that man down now that's another thing that i think that people dismiss too quickly is that rick had to be reassured now these people aren't alive right yeah. This is after he saw Bicycle Girl, after mm-hmm. he saw the fucking dead hands in the the, the, the room coming out, after he saw uh it's so, so I think people sometimes underestimate how hard it is to get over the inhibition for killing another human being. Mm-hmm. Um and I think maybe the thing that got him over that was seeing the zombie through the people. Yeah, I think that's what pushed him into these people cannot be saved. They're right. they're dead. You think so? I think so. I think he was still nervous, and then when that guy rose up and tried to attack him, then he kind of had to do do what it had to do. Hmm. But yeah, you know that was his first kill, and he needed to be reassuring. So you know, some people, I, I, like I said, but, I, but he was out there with the baseball bat and the the thing already, so he meant business. You know? Yeah. He was certainly prepared to do what he needed to do already. No, but he was hesitant. He wasn't gung-ho yes. about no, it. No, he wasn't having right. fun, for yeah, sure. Right. Uh, like I think most fanboys think they would. Oh, right. hell yeah, I'll just go bash some heads in. Yeah, right. Um, maybe eventually you get to Woody Harrelson. May- maybe, maybe, you start yeah. off more Rick Rhymes. I do love the, the Woody Harrelson characters. Right. Um, so then they stop off at Rick's house, and he figures out that his family might be alive. Uh I really liked Morgan's acting here, man. This guy can act up a storm. Yeah, I actually missed the fact that, uh, uh, well, shoot, it's hard to not drop spoilers subtly. Yeah. Um, I missed the fact that our story with him so far has ended. Okay. Because I'll just drop it. We're not, we ain't seeing Morgan again. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, Morgan gets his eyeballs eaten by zombies. <laughs> I, plucked like, out. He's and... definitely a plot point that's left dangling. Sure. So We're going to spoil it for you. Um, anyway, I, I didn't have much else to say about this scene. It, it was really powerful, but, uh, moving on, they make it to the police station and they get hot showers and weapons. Yeah. Nothing better than hot water and guns <laughs> and the walkie talkie. Yes. That's crucial. They get a walkie talkie. Uh, so then they go outside and Rick finds Leon, I guess that's his name. Uh, and he goes over and he shoots him right in the face, right in the face. It didn't seem like he felt too much remorse about that kill. Do you think it's because he hated Leon in her a life? little bit? Yeah. Plus, he thought he was, he said he was careless and dumb. He looked like a rat faced little bastard. too. <laughs> Come on. The type of guy book you, by its cover, man. The, the type of guy you want to shoot in the face. Maybe. All right. I'll buy that. Um, so, like a carny. So they, <laughs> they part ways and Rick goes back to the park to find bicycle girl. As you had said, 
I thought it was really smart to show very strongly what type of character Rick is here. Because he comes back for this bicycle girl to put her out of her misery. Right. It shows that he's like the ethical one. He's going to do what he feels is right at all times. Why do you think he did? I, I kind of, it's almost like he had to do that before he left town. Mm-hmm. Why? Out of all the zombies that are in that town. Yeah, that's a good question. Why did he have to go hunt the one of the femurs hanging out her her torso? Maybe she looked the most tortured to him. I don't know. Cause she couldn't walk. She was cut yeah, in half. She'd never be able to bite another person. I mean, yeah. And even like, if there was once, a cure, once a dog is too decrepit to chase cars, it's time to put him down. <laughs> They're never going to get happy. No, you can't stand to see a lifelong sad zombie. No. Um, all right. Them, them puppy zombie eyes. Moving on. So Morgan decides to start shooting zombies. He goes back to his house. He's got the gun out in the window. Uh, he decides he's going to kill people until he finds his wife. Which I got to say, Morgan's wife was super beautiful. Oh, yeah, the picture of her I mean, before. every time I see her, I'm thinking, because you see her as a zombie, and it's like, whew. I thought that's what you meant. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I don't know, man, a little savage. No, every time I see her in this, the pictures, I'm thinking, damn, that was mm-hmm. a good-looking woman, and clearly Morgan loved her, and, uh, you know, it probably would be hard to put your loved one down. And I want to talk a little yeah. bit about that in the spoiler section, too. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Then let's go to the next scene uh, where Rick actually kills the bicycle girl. Um, but th- this is actually kind of a uh, group of scenes. But Morgan doesn't have the balls to kill his wife. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that says about Rick's character? The fact that they're showing these two scenes. One can shoot it. One can't. Well, I got. I would have to see Rick kill Lori as a zombie before. Okay. I'd, because... Again, I don't want to. I want to get a little bit more into this familial dynamic in the spoiler section, but I yeah, think yeah. it's a lot harder to pull the trigger on someone that you recognize as yourself, especially since you know she wasn't that far gone. Like it wasn't her jaw hanging off. She recognized it looked like his wife. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's woken up to her looking about that bad. <laughs> Say she had the flu, <laughs> oh, or she hadn't had you know she's uh-huh. been laid in bed and no makeup, and you know mm-hmm. he's probably you know vomit in her hair. She he's probably seen her pretty rough. They've been married for <laughs> at least twelve, thirteen, fourteen years, right? Yeah, sure. You're not always at your best. Yeah. Plus, so I'm sure looking, when she was having the kid, she didn't look fantastic. Yeah. You know? So you're looking at your scope the, and, the and bed, and you're you're overlaying your ideal image of her and seeing mm-hmm. her at her worst, and now you see her like this, and you know you know it's the right thing to do, but. Now, you brought up a point. What do you think happens from here? Do you think that they were overrun and they die? I don't know, man. Because I don't think it ever shows them leaving, does it? It just cuts away to Rick. Yeah, and again, we... So, and we know that when you shoot zombies, they were worried about gunshots. Oh, and we they were saw gonna draw the final shot was of the zombies POV looking to Morgan. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole piss pot full of them. Yeah. Now, again, the house is barricaded, but you got to wonder mm-hmm. how much, how many zombies pounding on it could it withstand. Yeah, because I don't think they've ever taken an attack like that, right? Right. So, I don't know. They may be dead. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so, in the next scene, uh, Rick makes contact with the camp. He's driving down the road. Uh, I thought this was actually a pretty cool reveal of Shane as a character. Uh, I don't, do we even find out his name? 
I thought they, this one? they talked about that. Uh, well, I've been talking about him for a year. It's not a spoiler, so, goddamn. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. The guy's uh, name is Shane. <laughs> what part of his what part of his what what part of his character did you see it come across? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't think it was revealing of his character. I thought it was a cool way to bring him in. Oh, yeah. Like to introduce him. It's just gotcha. like Dale says, "Hey, you work this thing. Come over here." And yeah. Shane walks in. And it seemed like that the group kind of deferred to Shane at this point. Uh, he's yeah, more or less their point. leader, which I don't know in real life. Would you would you defer if you were in that situation? Would you defer automatically to a police officer? I don't think I would not. Uh, probably. But also the other thing is Shane was apparently the one who was like in survivor mode. Yeah. Like he was just taking control. Right. Uh, he was going to save these people's lives, you know. But it seemed like everybody kind of looked to him for as as a leader. Yeah, so I just want to make make a note of that for later. Well, purposes. a lot of his skills come in handy in that situation, sure. you know. And people like so he's kind of a natural leader. People there. are kind of taught to defer to policemen. So true. Um, the one question you asked me here because Lori stormed off, and he said, "Rightly so. This is the first of yeah. many dumb bitch things she does." <laughs> okay, I don't mean dumb bitch like misogynist. I uh-huh. mean she's literally does something dumb, and it's also kind of a bitch move. Gotcha. gotcha. So. Um, but this is the first of many things she does, and she just kind of storms off. And as Shane rightly points out, you just can't get pissed and walk off from the group into mm-hmm. the middle of the woods like this. Yeah, yeah. And if you if and if you don't want to do it because I don't like it, then do it because Carl needs a mother. Damn it. Uh huh. So then uh, he tries to pull a couple moves on, and and Carl Jr. cock blocks him. <laughs> Carl's Jr. Carl Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just Carl's Junior. Fuck hung- you! Is, I'm eating. Isn't that the other name for uh, Hardee's out west? Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry, man. I gotta have myself a monster Frisco melt. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Shane's got a monster Frisco melt for you. <laughs> He's got those monster lobes. Yep. Um. Anyway, so, so you asked me if this was the first time that they had no, or have they boned had, at this? point? Yeah, had they hooked up before this? And my guess is no, because the way they played the scene, uh, it's kind of spoilery. I may need to save this for the end. Yeah, let's save it. Okay, let's save it. Um, so, but no, I don't. I don't think that's the first time they've done anything uh, physical. All right. Uh, so then Rick stops for gas, and um, he goes up to this house, and it's abandoned and or the murder suicide uh, a coffin. <laughs> yeah, it, and this shot where it says uh, "God forgive us" uh-huh. on the wall seemed like it was straight out of the comic. I think it was. Uh, I've recently read the first six or seven on my Kindle, and I believe Um, that is like a shot straight out of it, including finding a horse and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that felt very – well, Rick – yeah, Rick finds a horse now, which is apparently the love of his life. He's like seducing this horse. (laughs) It's a little creepy. He wants to propose something to it. Yeah, he's got a ring for it. The love between – He's got the honeymoon planned. A horse and his man. The love that dare not speak its name. Oh, man. Awesome. So he gets the horse. He starts riding it to Atlanta. That's, uh, that's where he's going. Which, isn't that a long way? I mean, I don't, where, where is he? I think they start off in Kentucky. What? That's what I understand. He rode this horse for a long time. And they make it all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. That's a is long... Is that true? I believe so. Because if that's true, that extends the timeline quite a bit. Mm, oh, true. That is true. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you look that up while, okay. while I'm talking. Uh, so I really like this shot. This shot of Atlanta when he gets there is fantastic. And you said it best. You said it was iconic. 
I really think it is. It's like an I am legend shot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I'm convinced they spent most of the budget of the episode on that shot. You think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. 95% of the budget. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, nice. Okay. No, I think it was like a matte painting or something, but whatever. Um, but it, it's epic. Says he's from Cynthiana, Kentucky. Cynthiana? According to the Walking Dead wiki. All right. Well, that is a long haul. It sure as hell is. So what did it take him? Like a week on horseback? Uh... I don't know how long you'd take. I mean, uh, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess that's, uh, um, that's Robert Kirkman, the creator of Walking Dead's hometown. Oh, huh. Interesting little fact. Yeah. So you look, I'm going to, I'm going to Google, I'm going to Google maps this while you're, you're blathering. Yeah. So he goes into Atlanta a little further on his horse. A couple zombies find him. The bus zombies, uh, they start coming out and, uh, it's gotta be, when you see a helicopter going overhead, it's got to be so disheartening because you know they can't see you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not going to catch up to them once they're past you. But the, the only other thing that would be worse is seeing a plane because they can't even stop. So it's 413 miles, 6 hours and 52 minutes by car, according to Google. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Rick had his car for a good long while on that. Assuming oh, he had a right. full tank of gas, which you, you'd assume he's going to get he's going to get two to 300 miles of that trip. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, and it's 413 miles, maybe he only had like a last 100 miles. Like maybe he got to Dalton, Georgia, and he only had 100 miles to go. Yeah. I think maybe maybe a couple days. Yeah. I'd, I'd like say that. it probably added a couple days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's not too long then. Um, But yeah, so then the zombies get a hold of Rick. He, mm-hmm. he mistakenly rides his horse. He would have been better off just walking into Atlanta. He could have run through that pack easier because I think the horse was – so frightened that it wouldn't do what he was telling it to. Well, I think what happened is if he had been on the ball and ready to urge it on, but mm-hmm. he, he basically didn't give the horse any input, so the horse did what it wanted. Decided to be like, well, you know, I'm going into flight flight mode now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then the horse falls over, and he's lucky they ate that first because he he's able to escape uh, by the skin of his teeth, and he gets under the tank. And I, I really like how they're showing how desperate of a situation this is and, and how not in control Rick is because he's, he's almost taken his own life here. Mm-hmm. He was willing to do it. He was about to do had it, and then he bolt, noticed the hatch. Had one bolt left in the chamber mm-hmm. and was right, made his piece. Yeah. So it really felt desperate to me. Right. Um, and then when he gets in that tank and he fires that last bullet – Oh, the hearing damage. Ah, oh, he permanently damages his ears there. Right. Oh god, that I'm telling you what, I don't know what that the sound of that 350 357 Magnum. Yeah. Going off inside an enclosed space, metal space metal. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like a flashbang hitting you, I'm sure. Pretty much. Uh so Later in the series, uh, Rick has a lot of trouble with his hearing. <laughs> Zombies sneak up on him all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kidding, not spoilers. Uh, so then Glenn calls him on the tank. We don't actually know who this is at this point, but right. that character's name is Glenn. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Uh, just, which just happens to be able to talk to the same frequency that the tank is on. I, maybe he was sitting out there for several minutes, like trying the different yeah, frequencies. Yeah, like, like, you know, hey, dumbass, as I gave the whole speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe start. Maybe it started. He was just like, "Hey, buddy, are you okay?" But by the thirtieth channel, he was like, had an edge to him. You stupid fuck! You better be on this you channel. You fucking dumbass redneck. <laughs> you happy in that fucking tank? Now I gotta contact your ass. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, that. I like that it was an organic speech <laughs> filled with rage. Right. <laughs> so that's it. The episode ends. Uh, we're left with we a do giant the, cliffhanger. We do see the zombies climb story. Oh though. yeah. No, that, that's a good point. The so. the last shot of that scene. Or that this episode is fantastic, where mm-hmm. they pull up and away from the tank mm-hmm. as everything's being swarmed, the horse is being eaten, the guns aren't even visible on the ground. It looks like uh, ants. If yeah. you've seen like uh, like you drop a lollipop, a drop a lollipop <laughs> on a sidewalk. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, just swarming. Good, good word. <laughs> Nice, okay. nice woody word. And that's it for the episode. Do we want to do uh, an outro and a spoiler section? Yeah. Um, again, I'm not sure what, how much feedback we're going to be taking. Um, probably the best place to engage us is Facebook at this point because we'll be checking that every day. Or Twitter. And, and I we check can, that all the time. And, and we'll try to, if you send us email, if you want to ask questions and stuff, that we'll try to get back to you. But I don't know how mm-hmm. much we're going to incorporate in the show. Any rate, after I've discouraged you from doing so, <laughs> you can follow us. Uh, you can see all of our podcasts, uh, including ones on Breaking Good and the other shows we'll be doing in the future at baldmove.com. Uh, you can access our Facebook uh, fan site to keep up with what we're doing and talk to Jim and I at facebook.com slash baldmove. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tweet at Jim at twitter.com at baldmove. And uh, we'd appreciate your support with iTunes. We always appreciate positive reviews and ratings and subscriptions there. And if you'd like to um, more materially support our cast, you can use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. And the way that works is that takes you to Amazon, and any shopping that you do there while you use that link gives us a tiny, tiny kickback. It yeah. doesn't cost, it doesn't add anything to your order. That's the thing. It doesn't cost you any more. So it's like, it really helps us. If, if you're not using an affiliate link, and if you are, if you've got some other affiliate link that you like, I'm not saying, but you know, if you're not using any affiliate link, you've never heard of a program like that, try it out. Cause it does, uh, you know, we use it exclusively to offset our bandwidth costs, which yep. you wouldn't believe it, but hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes of internet traffic <laughs> per week. Yeah. Adds up. More than I thought it would when we yeah. started this, honestly. Right. So <laughs> we'd appreciate any help you can give us that way. Uh, else is all I got, unless we're ready to kick the spoilers. Yeah, let's go ahead and kick the spoilers. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See ya. Okay, we're back with the spoiler section. Uh, I don't know what we want to talk about well, here. Well, I kept track. You did keep track? Well, yeah, okay. I did. So, I, I have one thing to speak about, but all right. that's it. Hit me. No, I don't have it right now. Go oh. for it. I have to find it in my outline. Well, I was going to say <laughs> that, um, what did you think about the little girl and Rick killing her at the beginning? Or I guess re-killing her? you think that actually foreshadowed what eventually happens with Sophia? Or do you think that was just a way to grab uh, the audience think, by the nuts? Yeah, I don't think the writers thought that far. Because they're not the same writers. There's no way they could have thought that far ahead. 
Uh, it's not I, even the same people no, writing the show I, anymore. I don't know that you can say they're not the same writers. No, they're not. They have the rotating cast of writers now. Well, every place has a rotating cast, but they actually they they usually hammer out some kind of loose outline that they all stick by. Uh, yeah, do I don't you, I don't think they well, thought season two because they didn't even know if they get past do season you, one. Do you think that scene influenced season two? Like they're like uh, okay, like this given the idea because this that's not from the comics uh, for possible. damn sure. Yeah, definitely not. Uh I don't know. I mean, I don't really have an opinion on it because I don't think do the writers knew. Okay, do you think it works as a nice echo, or does it not affect your enjoyment of the latter scene at all? Uh, do you not see these I'm, as connected? I'm, I'm 100% indifferent to this oh, episode. All right. <laughs> all right. No. Um, okay, so we talked a lot about how long it takes for Rick to kind of come to grips with the new reality, despite seeing yeah. the bicycle girl, despite seeing the dead Morgan's people at the wife, hospital. Yeah. Besides, he's still, are you sure these people are dead? Mm-hmm. And how reluctant Morgan was to kill his own wife. Yeah. Put those together and then tell me how that makes you feel about Herschel now. Uh, uh, it makes me feel like he's an asshole who doesn't get done what needs to get done because Rick does it. Well, yeah, but but you, you don't understand. Herschel, Herschel is- has been both isolated from seeing the most of this horror. Yeah, and I guess and it's not part of Rick's family that the, he kills. The zombies are in his face. So he's got yeah. basically Morgan's problem and Rick's mm. problem put together. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And a lot of people call him out of being stupid and how ignorant. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I kind of, as I was watching, has got a new appreciation for Herschel's character. And that's how a very that good was. point, yeah. And also about, like, I really am up in the air about how he's going to react long term to the events of the end of season 2.1 yeah uh, that raises a lot of questions if i'm hoping they know what they're doing you know they've gone back and they've looked and they've said hey these parallels are here maybe um now i gotta call dumbass on you and me jim oh yeah double dumbass on you we pilloried this show in season two like because they had this plot device where rick would Give this 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 monologue in a shitty southern accent <laughs> on to the, nobody on the walkie-talkie uh, to nobody like mm. every episode and we're like this is stupid do you not know how walkie-talkies work <laughs> yeah. it's not like you're leaving yeah. voicemail dumbass well then I was watching and Rick says the following words uh, take this walkie-talkie I'll broadcast a few minutes each day at dawn. When you get close to Atlanta, that's how you find me. He's using it as a yeah. So when the GPS. sun when the sun comes up, I'm mm-hmm. going to be broadcasting. So when you get close to Atlanta, we'll know when we're broadcasting together, and you can I, I can tell you where we're at. Yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense. Perfect sense. So that's why he's talking, even though <laughs> you know, because he's just waiting that one of these days at dawn, he's going to hear Morgan on the other end. Yeah, and it's and I was speculating that he feels all bad about leaving Morgan and stuff bullshit he just doing what he said he'd do right yeah so, and using it for a practical purpose so we we're dumbasses but i gotta say uh nobody called us on that shit yeah so like, double dumbass on you guys we, we did a lot of this stuff in breaking bad where we hadn't seen like season two for a while or season, yeah. even season three had been a year mm. and there's a lot of people that just finished watching and they're like just berating us about oh, yeah. how and like here in this show we didn't get that because i don't think a lot of people were rewatching these episodes yeah, maybe not. So, anyway, I just thought it was a little interesting. Double uh, dumbass on us. Yeah, double dumbass. So, the thing I want to talk about is uh, when Rick and Shane are talking in the car, and they say that Lori says, I wonder if you even care about us at all. Uh, and he said, she said this right in front of Carl Jr., um, who... <laughs> Carl. It's, it's interesting that this is the same day 
that we see in that flashback where Shane has to go Wait, were you tell jo- Lori. Were you, were you joking just now or did I infect you with the brain bug? No, I was joking. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> we both can't be doing that, man. No, no, no. Uh, this is the same day that Lori has to tell Carl that his dad's been shot. After she had just said, I wonder if you even care about us at all. Ooh, you're right. Because we see the flashback. Um, I want to say it was like episode five of season two. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people said that they saw in the way Shane and Lori interacted in that flashback that there was something going on between them. Yeah. And I noticed that like Shane gave Rick a lot of sideways looks when he was asking about Lori. Mm-hmm. So asking how their relationship was specifically. Yeah. And like yeah. just giving After some, a fight. Like, like I didn't notice it at, at first, but the way he's given some pretty significant looks. Yeah. Like he was maybe some fishing. Yep. So I thought that was uh surely they meant to build that up. Yeah. And I was actually hit by how, uh, focus they've been on keeping characters the same because Shane has not changed. No, Shane has just the kind of the levels of veneer free. have been stripped off of him. Yeah, he's and been now set you're free. seeing it in more raw form. Yeah. yeah, so I I'm actually more impressed with season two now, having gone back and really watched episode one. Well, slow your fucking roll because there's still no excuse for episodes one, two, and three. No, I got I you. Mean, Sophia yeah, is yeah. bullshit. Four, four, episodes four, five, six, seven do a lot to redeem. And the reason why I was given the episode, the season a, a seven, maybe eight rating. But episodes one, two, and three are horrible. No, I'm on, I'm on board with one, five, six, seven. No. Two, one three, four is a mess. were a joke. One was, did you not remember the double Jesus speech? <laughs> yeah, but the zombies in the on the road. Yeah, there were was a ten minute awesome. stretch. It was awesome. All right, I'll give you're you right. That. Fifteen minutes was awesome, and an oh, hour was 15? shitty. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, <laughs> um, so let's talk about the question of whether Shane and Lori had boned at this point. Point. Oh, boning. Yeah. So. Why did you think they hadn't? Because that's where I'm leaning to. Uh. Well, we know. know we see in that flashback the same one I was talking about with Carl, and this is what made me think of it. Um, she's talking to her girlfriend apparently, and she says, "I Rick doesn't take charge enough, or something like that." Like she wants a take charge aggressive person, and in this scene, Shane well, very much shows that. Too. Wasn't, didn't she use? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but in that scene, Shane very much shows that. In my opinion, he's yeah. he's both protecting her and taking charge, and that is what Lori wanted in Rick. Before all this shit went down, right? So I think she sees that, and then they they just meet up with a kiss there, right? I think she just realized it in that scene, right? I mean, that's just my opinion based on watching the scene. But I don't know. Do you have other information as to why you think maybe they had hooked up? No, man. I was just pondering. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, that's my opinion. I thought the the only evidence for is just how quickly he went from like yelling at her and fighting to pulling her in for that kiss. And that wasn't just like a halting kiss. And as an adult, like no longer as a, as a horny teenager, but as an adult, if I start kissing someone like that, it's going to get to fornicating levels pretty soon. Yeah. Why? Well, Carl's Jr. Stopped that. I know what I'm saying okay. is right. like, if, if you're at that stage in a relationship where you're passionately making out and you're an adult and there's nothing, you know, there's no, yeah, religious preconceptions or any other mm-hmm. thing stopping you, you probably would have sex at the earliest opportunity. So I'm thinking that they probably have either already had sex or they were going to have sex later that night when Carl went to bed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my, that's take. possible. Yeah. 
uh, send Carl Jr. to bed and get it on. That's mm-hmm. all I've got for spoilers. I mean, I'm sure there are a billion more we could talk about, but uh, I didn't notice all of them. Yeah, like I said, I think I got... Uh, and a lot of them are, you know, very significant. I think I got all the, the spoilers out of me. Okay, well then that's the show for this week. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week, or maybe sooner, who knows. Yeah, we might. I mean, I would like... It's not going to work tonight for this, but... Um, I've got two pretty empty weekends, uh, the New Year's Eve weekend and the weekend after mm, that. Yeah. It'd be nice to like do a couple of these back-to-back-to-back and just get it banged out. For sure. Because Justified's coming. Yeah, Justified. And then uh, Walking Dead's coming back. And then Mad Men. And then Breaking Bad and all yeah. the shows. It's going to be a shitstorm. Oh, we're going to cast all the shows. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, then tune in next week to hear us talk more Walking Dead. Thanks. Bye, guys.